0: now so here we go salute and greetings to rewind the clock and today we've got a very special guest i'm not going to give a game away straight away however he's famous for writing such things as why some men are not others the male witches of i'm going to probably say this wrong now is that correct Ah, thank you i know i get it wrong see the fantasies of witches and soldiers' wives in Baroque Germany. Yes, you did. I know that one. Always Hay, Imaging Witches and Their Pitchforks in 16th Century Art. Yes, oh yes. And what we will be looking at later today is a witch hunting magistrate, Brian Darcy, and the Saint Oswith. Is that correct? Oswith. Thank you. Witchcraft Trials of 1582. So, the man who wrote this is now going to introduce himself and tell you who he is. And here he comes.
1: OK, well, I'm Jonathan Durrant and I've been working on witchcraft for decades. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I started out as a historian of German witchcraft and I've now moved on to English witchcraft. Oh, and, interesting. And I teach at the University of South
0: Wales. He does indeed. He's very good too. Now, the f- question is... Is that, um, what got you interested, first of all, in the uh, history of British witchcraft? That is, right?
1: British that... witchcraft? Well, okay. So
0: rather than yeah. European, because that's separate, really, isn't it? Uh... It is, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what got me interested was, I've been working on European history for a very long time. Right. And it occurred to me that no one has actually ever written a comparative study of witchcraft in Germany, say, and England. Ah. So... The work I've been doing on England is preparatory to that Um, and there are lots of differences between German witchcraft experience and English witchcraft experience, you know, running from the types of, um, the way that you were tried, the types of accusations that are made against witches, the types of confession or the the, the content of the confession um, that you get from witches, so there's a there's a huge number of differences and that they're interesting to explore
0: Yes. At the moment, this is true, and this is just office by the by. Is by the by factor? In England, for example, did they actually burn witches, or is that just a European thing? I know it's a strange thing to ask, and not quite what I wanted to mention, but I wanted to bring it up. So okay.
1: So uh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. There are one or two witches who are burnt. So, uh, Marjorie Jourdemain, for example, who was involved with Eleanor Cobham in an act of treason. Right. Marjorie Jourdemain is called the Witch of Eye, and this is the late 15th century. Oh, right. Uh, She is burned, but she's burned really for treason, not for witchcraft. Right. After 1563, the punishment for witchcraft is hanging, and almost all other witches are executed after 1563. So it's hanging, but that's because it's a felony. You've, You've committed harm against an individual, Killed an individual yeah. family, stole it, um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, you've done a felony by witchcraft. All ah, right, right.
0: Okay, thank you. It's nice to know because, interestingly, just to start us off with an uh, interesting thing, which uh, this quote becomes relevant more in the Puritan age, I think. In Exodus twenty two eighteen, 18, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. <laughs> I don't even heard that one.
1: I have a y- lot.
0: <laughs> yes, so um, I think that plays a lot in Puritan age. Puritan age, doesn't it? I think rather than Elizabethan.
1: Do you think yes, more of? It's a, it's an interesting translation. So yeah. The original Latin, um, and where it's translated from Latin into English by Catholics. Right. Yeah. Um, it's translated as, "Thou shalt not suffer a wizard to live." Ah. A technical um, way of translating it uh, for some people. But it doesn't even mean that. It's more talking about diviners and, and soothsayers, people who try and divine in the future, which is right. according to the Bible. So yes. It's more that character than a harmful witch. Right.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So now, I didn't know that a bit, see. Now, still in a bit of history here. In 1484, witchcraft was denounced as heresy by the Pope Innocent VIII. Is that correct? And it became a capital offence in Britain in 1563?
1: Yes. That's correct. So, um, prior to uh, 1484, there have been one or two witchcraft trials, and then the Pope sends uh, Heinrich Kramer to Brixen, or Innsbruck, as you might call it, um, in order to just root out all types of heresy. And Kramer himself comes across witches and wants to prosecute them. The authorities in <coughs> Innsbruck do not want him to prosecute these people. <laughs> they don't believe they're witches. So they effectively kick him out. And oh. in response, he writes the Malleus Maleficarum, the hammer of witches. Right. Um, but in the meantime, has got papal authority to, to uh, claim that witchcraft is a is a major heresy and a harmful act. Ah, right.
0: Oh, thank you. Now then. Um, yes. So, is there a difference, do you think, between um, how the Elizabethans viewed it, the witchcraft? Because you obviously got this image with Macbeth and they're all crouched over the crinkly noses and you know what I mean, and the broomsticks and things. And, um, uh, and during the time of the, uh, the Witchfinder general said, during the Puritan times, is there the like difference how it's perceived? I think so. So, um, I don't
1: really think the Elizabethans understood what witchcraft was right. Yes. <laughs> so if, uh, you have an act against it in 1563. It doesn't even say that the witches would be female. All but, right. Um, you then have a growing number of accusations made by ordinary people. Um, a few of which, but not many, are reported quite widely. Um, so the first one is there's a pamphlet in 1566 describing the witches of Hatfield Peveril in Essex. Mm. There are the St Osyth or St Osyth cases. Um, in Essex in 1582, yep. there's some cases in Berkshire. Um, you know, a few cases are reported. All well, right, and that becomes the kind of English stereotype. Yes, um, but people are not really sure what a witch is. Right. <laughs> um, by the time you get to Macbeth, um, there, there's, he's Shakespeare drawing on a kind of stereotypical idea of a witch, which is part European in origin right. this kind of idea that they, they meet together in Sabbaths and a hag-like that's not really really much of an English thing No, um, and I don't think Shakespeare believed there were such things as witches um, oh, it's right. my personal opinion, I think it's sceptical Right. There, there are no witchcraft tiles in London for example Right. Very few. Um, and other plays by other people suggest that um, they're sceptical of witchcraft so uh, Thomas Decker, John Ford, and <coughs> William Rowley write The Witch of Edmonton in 1621, which is based on a real case,
0: oh, right. and they're
1: very clear that uh, this witch is created by the community, and that ah. that's how she describes how she's created, she's not really a witch, she's right. just a, a marginal old woman, yeah. Uh, living, Yeah an old woman living on the margins of society, and she gets picked on by the community in Edmonton, oh. which is then Middlesex. So, I think English playgoers were quite sceptical about witchcraft. Yeah. And then, you, 20 years on from that, 20 or so years on from The Witch of Edmonton, you do have Matthew Hopkins. Um, yes. Trying to prosecute witches and trying to chase down witches. He's acting in a vacuum, essentially. So yes. Law and order is breaking down. So it's quite easy for a witch finder to operate. Yep. And to work outside the, the boundaries of law. So doing things which we would now consider to be
0: torture. Yes, doing I know you. sleep deprivation, that kind of
1: thing.
0: Yes, because if I'm right, um, he wrote a book, didn't he, about explaining his gruesome methods. Was it the discovery of witches? You know, about waterboarding and sleep deprivation and all sorts of wonderful things that he's supposed to have done? Indeed, yes. Yeah. So the position to Matthew Hopkins, um, most famously, I think, uh, the
1: people of the Norwich Close the gates on him they refused to oh right Um, and he's accused of being greedy so he's accused of prosecuting witches for pay ah Um, yes that's an abuse of power he's he's also not a magistrate he acts with john stern that's right yeah but there's no real authority to prosecute anybody but many crimes at that time because of the war so, so he's um taking that opportunity and and um, seeing out which and playing on people's fears because obviously yeah quite disruptive and it creates anxiety
0: among people. Yeah, because there's a lot of this, isn't there, you know, family against family, friend against friend, you know, yeah. it's like everybody's accusing everybody. It's like, what's this about? Why are they doing it? Is it do you think because of this um the upheaval that they had, you know, with Cromwell they taking over, you've got the Puritans with their views and a lot of it seems to be against, well, what I've read seems to be like against Catholics, saying they're like, they're part of it, you know, trying to create it back into the, us to become more whatever a Catholic state again. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, at the Elizabethan period, it's not really about um Puritans and Catholics. Yeah. It's, this it's beginning, to become, a, it really gets settled in the 17th century with the Puritans, um, of the real um, witch hunters, I guess. Yeah. Promoters of witch persecution and witchcraft trials. And yes, there is a very strong anti Catholic bias there. So Catholics uh, are seen as superstitious, they're also seen as heretics, and I think sometimes we forget. Yes. So it's a bit like um, some of the religious conflict today, where you see the other side as being heretical or going to hell. Yeah. Pure- that Catholics were going to hell. Catholics, <laughs> or some Catholics, thought that the Puritans were going to hell. Yeah. So there's a real religious warfare and a fight for salt. Mm. Um, and the Puritans see witchcraft as, as one means that Catholics are using. And they're helped by the fact that actually the earliest pamphlet I talked about, 1566 one, yeah. um, which is um, described in that pamphlet, seem to be um, Catholics. So yes. They took the and the <laughs> RV Maria. Right. So they're they kind of helped by this traditional, though. Actually, that's
0: not why those women are. Yes. In the first place. That's oh, Nostra. right. And uh, do you think some of it as well could be um, for your own personal gain? Like, I want that guy's land. I although they, you know something I'm going to get him. Like a, you know, like the Pendle witches were. Um,
1: so, and um, what, the the witches
0: themselves use witchcraft. Yeah, like the people who accuse the other person of being a witch. Yeah,
1: it's quite rare, um, because actually that's not yeah. really in law. Right. Uh, and actually the 1563 Witchcraft Act, and uh, I think probably the 1604
0: one, um, are very clear that you don't lose your inheritance. Yeah. Oh, uh, Okay. All right. Now, uh, this is, again, just slightly off. One second. Because, you know, we talked about uh, Matthew Hopkins. Because he himself was later accused, wasn't he? A bit later. Which I think is quite funny.
1: Which <laughs> hands often are accused.
0: Yeah, you know, I just, I just think it's weird, that you know. It um, comes back with yeah, bites uh, <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah, they are accused sometimes of
1: being witches or having an involvement in the witchcraft or being involved with the devil. Yeah. Words, I mean, if you don't believe all your neighbour is a witch or yeah. you know, or you believe that he's been acting outside his powers and accusing people unjustly then you can you see how the, the kind of all the sensibility this
0: you is know, true. accuse him of being in the, the devil yes and so following on from that which I think is quite interesting I don't know about you if you've seen it or not but I don't know if you ever saw the 1968 Vincent Price who played him in Witchfinder General <laughs> I don't even remember that but it's one of the films that got banned near enough, you know, because it's a bit graphic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously that's
0: a fictional... Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a bit graphic, wasn't it? Now, if we may take a look at... Um, now, I know I'm going to say this. I keep saying it wrong. St. ossith. Okay, you can say St. Osith
1: or St. Osseth. Oh, right. When I went to the village... Right, oh. The, um, the, the picture of
0: the, of the
1: church said you can say it either
0: way. All oh, right. I thought there was maybe said the wrong way. They tell you off because <laughs> some people can be uh, very particular, can't they? So in this, fifteen eighty two, it says this: I speak upon a late view of trials taken against certain witches of the county of Essex. The orderly processing, were examinations together with other accidents, I diligently observing and considering their treacherous be notable, a true and just record. Ooh, that's leading up to this particular trial that you've been writing about. What can you tell us?
1: Wow, this is an interesting
0: <laughs> I know.
1: fifteen eighty two is there there's discussions about who Brian Larson might be and right. what his background is. Um, so some people think he's a rapid Puritan. I personally don't think he is. I right. think he's just an ordinary magistrate. And he gets caught up in this witchcraft trial. So a, a woman, uh, Grace Thurlow, comes with an accusation against Percy Kemp, um, who seems to be a cunning woman. Yeah. And Grace Thurlow lived in Lord Darcy's house as a servant, or worked in Lord Darcy's house as a servant. So Lord Darcy and Brian Darcy are distantly related. But well, they know this, but they're very distantly related. But it's a Lord, and the Lord is only about 16 at the time. So Darcy takes it upon himself to investigate the case as a magistrate can. They don't have to, but he decides to. And eventually you uh, have more and more accusations coming from not only St. Joseph, but the whole of the hundred of which is in that part. Right. So, um, so, so more and more uh, accusations come forth, largely aimed at Ursulie Kemp and his who are the two which is finally executed, but also other people. Um, and Darcy is obviously taking an interest in these trials, but he's beginning to use methods which are um, unsound. Right. It's so right. Kemp's son, Thomas Rabbit, right. is there, but, uh, you know, Yeah. Trial. And Thomas Rabbit tells him about all the Susy Camps' familiars and all their little names. Yeah. Uh, and then um, he gets Susy to confess to this, Well you're not supposed to involve children.
0: No, well. that's right.
1: Yeah, um, Unless they're going there, first hand witnesses to a murder or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so he uses these different approaches. So he builds up material, and then they get sent to um, Chelmsford to be tried. Um, of the, I think it's, now you, know, you call me on the hop, but I think it's 13 people, mainly women, wow, uh, who are accused, uh, but of those only two are excused. Right. At least in, in 1582, and almost immediately, Brian Darcy gets his his, his yeah, informations and examinations, so sort of trial documentation printed out in London um, to sell, and it's a very lengthy out um, there and it's not very coherent. Right. Um you need to follow it very carefully. But it's interesting it's an interesting insight into
0: how many states because normally that information is, is destroyed at some point. So right. Ah. Yeah. Great. Oh, thank you. Now you're not gonna believe this, but time's running out. We haven't got very far really, but we've done quite a bit. Even though we haven't yeah. got far, we've done quite a bit. So would you like? Would you be happy to do a continuation for starters? Yeah, we do. that'd be great. Thank you. And also, we can also look at as well if you we have time for that one. Also, we can continue about the European side as well. And um, as one I just want to mention there was a, a couple of interesting books, um, like for example, um, Malcolm Gaskill, "Witchfinders," a Witch seventeenth century English tragedy. That's yeah. that'd be a good one for someone to read, wouldn't it? And is it Willow? Winsham, I don't know if you heard that one. Called England's Witchcraft Trials. I think that's I a I, I think it's a new one to be honest. And then there's uh, Tracy Borman. I don't know Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's the James <laughs> the First, isn't it? And the um <laughs> Oh okay, well, that's fine. That's what two people you want to read that one or not. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say nothing either. But um so like I said, the Michael Gaskell probably got a nice one to read, wouldn't it, if you're interested in um uh, the 17th century English tragedy you know the yeah, Witch and Finders an yeah. Yeah. and also don't forget to look up Jonathan's articles as well, online, is it online
1: some of them? Uh, uh, yes, so all his hay is online freely available um, I think actually my book is freely available Oh yes, actually could you tell us the name
0: please, would you mind the name of the book I want to write this down as well
1: okay, It's uh, Witchcraft, Gender and Society in
0: Early Modern Germany Ah oh, right
1: So I think, I know it's um, freely available, but
0: you might have have a university library. Right. Okay. Oh, thank you. Marvellous. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you again, Jonathan, for joining. It was very interesting and informative, which is great. So obviously there's a lot more to go through. I saw we only have a short time. Sorry? There's loads. (laughs) I know, that's what I mean. So it's only a short time, and it goes really quick. You think, you know, we've got time. Next thing you know, it's like... Oh my gosh it's finished so thank you again jonathan for joining and much appreciated and i will send you the link for this so thank you jonathan i shall stop now